from producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future. New documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, January 8th, 2020. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by the People's Champ, Matt Baxendale. Bax and I are going to delve into recruiting pretty heavy on today's show. We'll also talk about Kerry Combs, which also deals with recruiting. Just to reset things for the listeners out there, give you an update on where Ohio State is at. The 2020 class, which is pretty much wrapped up at this point, they have 25 commits in their 2020 class, 24 that have already signed. Cam Martinez is kind of the one hold out there. We'll see what uh, you know if he's going to sign during the late signing period. Late signing period is a month from today, roughly uh, February fifth, first uh, Wednesday in February, and uh, we'll see how the Buckeyes finish. They're still in on Jameer Gibbs. We'll get to that later, and they are ranked fourth in the country, as I said, in the 2020 class. Looking ahead to 2021, the Buckeyes have the number one class in the country so far at this early stage. They have eight commitments, including one they got yesterday backs. A somewhat of a surprise commit, Jalen Johnson, a three-star safety from Cincy LaSalle, number 18 safety in the country, number 11 player in Ohio. Uh, he committed to the Buckeyes. He's the eighth commit in this 2021 class. Just your thoughts on Jalen Johnson joining this 2021 class and the Buckeyes being number one so far in the country in that 2021 class. Well, the Buckeyes being number one isn't a surprise when you look at how good the top of Ohio is next year. All they had to do was keep the key kids at home, and that was going to drive them up towards the top, and they've got those commitments early. So I'm not at all surprised that the class they currently have is number one. Um, I do think the last two commitments caught all of us a little bit off guard, both Jalen Johnson and Sam Hart out of Colorado. Uh, I would caution people who are doing the star-watching game to just – Wait a few. We got a whole year until the the signing day is for this year's class, and let's let's not forget at this point in time in the cycle, Shane Morris was the number one quarterback in America, whenever it was his year, and we all saw how that panned out. So, uh, you know, I, I, I it's good that Ohio State landed Jalen Johnson. He's a, he's essentially a top ten Ohio kid, and we've always said if they're in the top ten in Ohio, and if Ohio State likes him, then we just say, yep, we're happy about it. Uh, Sam Hart's another kid who's a three-star kid, and he's in Colorado, so there's not exactly great competition out there. Uh, for everything that I've read, he's in for a pretty big boost in the ratings, too. So these are two commitments that may be mid to high three-stars right now that could go up in their uh, evaluations as well. But I think at this point what we've seen with Ryan Day is that you have to expect that the rec- recruiting classes that come into Ohio State are going to be elite. They're not going to be... 10th or 15th in the country very often. They're going to be top five more often than not. That's where Ohio State is as a program right now. That may be the biggest legacy of the Meyer era is not just the success on the field, but the fact that the recruiting before Meyer got to Ohio State was good, very good even. But it seemed like Ohio State would have a top five class, and then they'd have a top 12 class. Then they'd have a top five class, and then they'd have like a top 15 class. Under Meyer and continuing with Ryan Day, these classes are always in the top five or six. They're stacked upon each other. And that makes a real difference 
from making you a top 10 team versus making you a top three or four team. And Ohio State's only continuing that trend right now with the 2021 class. So it, it's, it's good to see. Uh, it's kind of interesting to see that they're pulling in more and more Cincinnati talent for whatever reason. Uh, that was another bugaboo we had over the years. There's been a lot of talk about whether the Cincinnati kids are more loyal to Ohio or Kentucky or whether they're just Cincinnati, which makes them their own people. You know, but then last year, what is it, six, six of the eight in 2020 that are from Ohio or Cincinnati kids? So it's good to see the Cincinnati pipeline continuing. That's the spot that Ryan Day certainly has put a good emphasis on. And, uh, you know, you have to be, feel like the recruiting for Ohio State right now is currently in very, very good hands. Yeah, Ryan Day is locking down Cincinnati, and the Buckeyes continue to recruit the state of Texas well. Let's move on there. Uh, the Buckeyes could get more good news in their 2021 class today. In fact, let's be real, they're, you know, they're going to get more good news in their 2021 class today. Let's just put it out there. Donovan Jackson will make his announcement at 5 o'clock today, Eastern, 4 o'clock locally, Bel Air, Texas. And, uh, again, you never know in recruiting, but uh, I'll, I'll be shocked if he's not a Buckeye. For the listeners that don't know, Donovan Jackson, number 11 offensive tackle in the country. He's a high four-star, number 57 overall prospect in the country, number seven player out of the talent-rich state of Texas. Again, we'll announce today at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, looking good here, Bax. Your thoughts on this one? He's got family from Ohio. He's visited Ohio on his own dime already, like twice. So maybe more. Uh, this kid is one where the moment he appeared on the radar, I went, oh, that's a great connection to have. Um, I'm going to very much enjoy Titty Bar Tom being upset about the, about this one because he's going to be a Buckeye. And, uh, you, you, you know, when you're getting a kid who's a high four-star precipice of potential raising into five-star territory at any position you're excited, uh, much less, uh, you know, where we have him coming in, and you're sort of stacking those elite five-star kids uh, every year. And so that, that's exciting news. This is a great addition to already what's a loaded class. Uh, this 2021 class is certainly shaping up to be off the charts good because Ohio State seems to be in on, and maybe even leading, on a lot of elite kids from around the country. And this is certainly one that uh, I think we're all going to be very pleased about this evening. No doubt about it. Uh, let's flip back to the 2020 class. The aforementioned Cam Martinez. Um, yeah, I tend to think that uh, you know, Ryan Day is telling him exactly what's going on, and he knows who's coming in. And uh, Maybe I'm being overly optimistic here, but I think um, they're going to be able to seal the deal with Cam Martinez um, once everything gets situated with the Kerry Combs announcement. Uh, am I off base there? I mean, maybe you know, maybe I'm just being too optimistic there. What do you think is going to happen with Cam Martinez, Bax? Well, I said this the day he announced he wasn't signing on the early signing day. That's just prudent. You know, we we want to lock him up and make it over with and everything, right? Because we want Ohio State to have Cam Martinez. If I was Cam Martinez's parents, and my primary recruiter was Jeff Halfley, and I, you know, I had bought into what Halfley believed in me, I'd want to see who the new guy was. And there's no harm in waiting. Uh, I think that's a logical choice. And to be candid, if you bring in a guy like Kerry Combs, who is coaching in the NFL playoffs and then coming back to OSU, you don't think he's going to have a sales pitch to keep him? Kerry Combs was an energetic, enthusiastic recruiter. He's a guy who sent a ton of guys to the NFL at defensive back. Uh, Him coming back to Ohio State is fantastic if and when it happens. And honestly, 
Uh, I think Kim Martinez's fears are going to be assuaged as soon as that announcement's done because, in the end, you're going to want to know who you're going to end up having as your position coach in recruitment. If that was my son, he would not have signed either, even though, um, you know, he may have been sold on the school still. You have to know what you're getting into, at least at the start. You can't expect coaches to be there for four years uh, at a place like OSU as assistant coaches. You hope they are, but, you know, they're, they're the best coaches in the country, or at least among them. So I don't blame Cam Martinez for not signing, but I do think he'll end up being a Buckeye. At the end of the day, uh, this is one of those things where he's been committed to OSU forever. And I know everybody's a little confused by how these things normally work because of what happened with Clark Phillips, which is kind of weird that, you know, we would lose a recruit to Utah, of all places, in football. But the number one competitor for Cam Martinez is Northwestern. Ohio State calms his fears about how they're going to potentially use him. They're going to get him, period. Because, again, how many kids leave Ohio State to go to Northwestern in recruiting? Not many. Also with the 2020 class, Jameer Gibbs. feels like we've been talking about Jameer Gibbs for like uh, the last eight months, because we have. Um, he's going to take an official visit to Ohio State, not this weekend, but next, the weekend of January 17th and the 18th, Bax. Um, I'll just, you know, this is the million-dollar question. Do you think Ohio State has a legitimate shot with Jameer Gibbs? Well, they've been hanging around the Jameer Gibbs recruitment for months now. Uh, I, I don't really... First of all, look, if you look at who's chasing this kid right now, it's like LSU, Ohio State, Alabama, and potentially Georgia might even try to get in on him. If you're Georgia Tech where he's technically committed right now, you don't have to feel very good about how this recruitment's going to pan out for you, that's for sure. Um, now, supposedly this kid is not really into the publicity. He's kind of just doing his own thing, which is the kind of recruit where it's not like he's in the, he's in the spotlight and – trying to make a big deal out of everything. So that makes me intrigued to see nobody really is sure with him. And that, 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 that's what I think gives Ohio State a shot. I don't know if they're the front runner in this one. I, I think it's the kid who, you know, I, I, he doesn't prioritize it quite as much as a lot of these other kids seem to have done. And this is kind of a throwback. Like, you know, before the early signing days, there were all kinds of kids who would take visits four straight weekends as soon as uh, January rolled around, right? And then when signing day got there, they'd be coming off their last visit, and we'd be all excited about it, and we'd be watching those last two weekends, worried one of our commits was going to go take an official visit somewhere else, right? It was a much quainter time. And <laughs> this is kind of a bit of a throwback. He's going to LSU. He's going to Ohio State, you know? He's going to visit all these schools. He's going to have a heck of a January. Uh, I, I, I think Ohio State would love, love, love to land him right now. Uh, certainly considering the running back situation. You can't have enough good running backs. But I think they have a chance. I don't think they're the front runner, though. I, it's really hard to pull a kid out of the south when he's only looking at southern schools, all of which are closer to home outside of LSU, than Ohio State. If Ohio State wins this recruitment, it's a hell of a job, plain and simple. Uh, so it'll be fun to watch, but don't get your hopes up too much, I kind of guess is my expectation for this one. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I think they have a puncher's chance because they're getting him on campus on an official visit and looking ahead to the extended forecast, especially with the young man from Georgia coming up here. Uh, at least on Friday, they're saying it's not going to be too bad. Sunny, high of 33, so a balmy 33. I'm sure the forecast will stay the same. That 10-day forecast just never changes. But hopefully the weather's good next weekend. And get him on campus for a couple days. You never know what can happen. So we'll see what happens there. Last thing, the worst-kept secret in the world, Kerry Combs coming to Ohio State, most likely. Um, you know, you never know, but uh, actually with this one, I think we do know. Um, worst kept secret in the world, like I said, Bax. Your thoughts on this hire, because there has been some debate on the board where people will say, listen, I love Kerry Combs as a recruiter. I love Kerry Combs as a DB coach. Not sure about Kerry Combs, the co-defensive coordinator, who's going to be calling the game along with Greg Madison. Um, where do you come down on this? Your thoughts on Kerry Combs coming back to Ohio State if he does come back? Well, first of all, I this in the bucket last week. I literally said, because the next coach won't be Kerry Combs. Nope, nope, definitely not. Nope. Nobody seemed <laughs> to recognize the sarcasm. Uh, so I'll have to work on my sarcasm plot in future bucket of bullets. Um, maybe they need to yeah. work on their sarcasm meter. and turn. Maybe, maybe they need to work on their sarcasm meter and turning it on. You yeah, know? Ex- exactly. There, there, there was a two-way failure there. And so <laughs> um, enough people seem to get it, though. So that was good. But uh, – uh, I think, first of all, look, Kerry Combs can't announce this due to NFL tampering rules that he's coming back until the season's over with the Titans. And, you know, let's face it, I don't think any of us expected them to beat New England, so we don't know whether it's going to be next week or the week after or after the Super Bowl, right? I, I'm i excited to have him back because he's a good recruiter. Now, the people who are worried about schematically what the defense is going to look like, look, position coaches always have some input on how this stuff works, let's face it. The, the defensive coordinator always solicits opinions on how to use the players so that they know the personnel correctly. Harry Combs is also a guy who was a head coach for years in high school, so it's not like he's never seen how a defense is called. Like, let's get let's get that ahead of that, right? It's not like he's a bad coach. He's a great position coach. Schematically, though, hey, we're going to find out, but let's not forget this was Greg Madison's defense, and Jeff Halfley was the one who was planning it with him last year, right? It's going to be the same thing this year. Greg Madison's going to be doing the defense, and instead of Halfley, it's going to be Combs who's his primary assistant on the game plans. But, again, Kerry Combs is a guy who's been around football for a long time. He's in his mid to late 50s. He's been there for a while. And, look, we're going to find out. I can't sit here and go, oh, yeah, Kerry Combs is the best thing since sliced bread when it comes to scheming a defense. But Madison's still the primary guy. This is still Madison's defense. And, Hopefully it's pretty seamless and we can trust that, that Combs is going to do a great job in that role that Halfley was in last year. But, like, I don't think this like, – I've seen some of these seemingly sky-are-falling posts. Oh, Luke, Luke Fickle was an amazing linebackers coach, but he couldn't call a defense worth squat. Luke Fickle was perfectly fine as long as he didn't have to be in charge of the pass coverage. But you have to make sure Kerry Combs is in a position to succeed. But I also think Kerry Combs coming back, is reflective of, A, I'm sure he's getting a raise, and, B, I think Kerry Combs got to the pros and really missed recruiting and being around the younger guys. That was his whole career prior to to the Titans was college, high school, right? So I'm I'm very excited about the Combs hire. For me, I am I don't see, see, see there being a downside right now. Uh, you never know how it's going to work out, the chemistry with him and Madison. But I do think Kerry Combs is going to do a great job. And, again, I also am on the same page as the when, not if, 
when, with him coming up, it's as good a hire as you could have hoped for for Ohio State. What, what's it going to look like in recruiting? The guy who coached in the NFL for a couple of years and, came, and then came back to OSU? So uh, always I look at this. I can't convince, convince myself there's a downside. Great insights, as always, from the People's Champ, Matt Baxendale. You can read his column every Sunday on Bucknuts. It is the Bucket. Really appreciate it, Bax, and appreciate all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. I hope everyone has a great day. Let's try the Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Yes, Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. 